Hello, what's going on, JRPG fans? This is the JRPG Report, episode 78, and it is going to be our giant Tokyo Game Show 2019 special podcast. This is one of the biggest gaming uh, weeks of the year, for especially for uh, Japanese role-playing game fans like yourself. So, today is actually, as I'm recording this, is the is the September the 12th. It's the first day of the show. And I kind of went back and forth about maybe doing two shows this week. And I may still end up doing that. I'm not entirely sure. But what actually happened was kind of like what we saw at E3. A ton of news actually leaked or maybe not leaked, but came out before the show started. And it looks like more of the game show is going to be demos and playthroughs and videos of that sort so as far as like my podcast is concerned being primarily a news podcast all my info's kind of already out there so this may be the only thing that we get this week i don't know and uh, if anything late breaks during the show it may be on next week's podcast but anyway having said all that let's get into it what we've we been waiting for. We knew Final Fantasy VII Remake was going to be huge at this show. And at least before the show started, it did not disappoint. Um, I think either a day or two days before the show started, Square Enix dropped the Final Fantasy VII Remake TGS trailer. Uh, wow. Um if you have not seen this, and of course this is the case with all of our stories, head over to the Facebook page, JRPG Report. And I've got every show or every story I'll be talking about is linked. You may have to scroll down a bit to find this one as there's a lot of stories, but you have to watch this. Um, it's about two and a half minutes long. I actually just watched it again to have it kind of fresh on my mind. Um, the first thing that's going to stand out to you is, well, wow. Uh, <laughs> it kind of shows some things we've already seen before, but then most of it is fresh, and including our first look at the Turks. Reno makes his grand entrance into the church cathedral. We also get to see Rude, and he makes a observation about Cloud and his Mako eyes. And even uh, Sing shows up as well. All of it with really top-notch English voiceovers, um, exactly what you would expect from them. Um, we didn't get to see Elena, or Elena, I'm not forget exactly how it's pronounced, but she's not in there yet. Uh, we even get to see uh, some other Shinra Electric Power Company representatives as um, a giant holographic President Shinra uh, shows up and uh, affectionately calls the Avalanche members sewer rats. Um, so that was really cool. That is one character that, uh, uh, of course, if you played the games, you know what happens with him. But uh, at least in this part, we'll have a more menacing presence. Um, we get to see uh, Aerith in her... Uh, special outfit as well as uh, Don Corneo 
and I really like his character. I like the design for it. I think it looks pretty cool just from what little that we saw. Um, that looks like it's going to be a fun part of the game. You get to even see like the um, the characters were doing the uh, little squat thrust thing uh, during the workout part. Uh, you got to see the mini game. I think they were doing pull-ups at one point. Even Tifa was doing uh, pull-ups as well, so that was kind of cool. Um, so you get to see the whole uh, market event, at least some of that. Uh, we even got to see Ifrit and Shiva summons as well still not exactly sure how that is going to play out um there also was footage from a demo of about 15 minutes but it was purely from what i saw unless there's more out there that comes out later it was the primarily the uh, guardian scorpion i believe they're calling it now no scorpion sentinel uh boss fight in its entirety it showed the couple of uh little fights leading up to it. And there's a lot that you can gain from that, from a, uh, getting to see how the gameplay is going to point out, but, um, not, not a whole, nothing new in the demo. That's stuff we already knew. The trailer was what contained some new things, including those summons, but we're still not sure how, how that works. Uh, you get to see, uh, in the, in the sewers, it looks like a frog actually, or <laughs> cloud actually gets, uh, the frog spell put on him. And so he's the little frog mounting on the screen, but he's still got his buster sword all tiny, like on his little frog back. It's really, <laughs> I, I didn't see that one coming. Um, that one kind of, that got me a good little, good little chuckle to say the least uh there is there's new stuff in this game so what i am gaining from it and i have not played before crisis or crisis core so i think that we are getting what square enix is going to call a complete final fantasy 7 so all the lore all the backstory things that were not included in the game, they are going to flesh it out completely. And that means new stuff. Uh, there's going to be plenty of purists, and, and I'm not sure if I'm on this fence or not yet, that say that's not the game, they're changing it too much. Well, guys, it's their game. We don't know what's in there and what's not, and either we're going to accept it or we're not, but I think I'm going to dive headfirst into it. So there is a completely new character by all accounts, um, there is a section of the trailer where they are parachuting in. Um, you see Jesse say a couple lines and they're like, who's, who's that guy? And they call him just a soldier. Um, I don't know who this guy is. Maybe the internet does. I haven't trolled the internet to find out who, who this character is, but he seems to be completely new. There is also more of, it looks like right outside Seventh Heaven's Bar, um, those mysterious uh, black mist characters that they even admitted those were new. Um, they kind of looked to be surrounding the party at one point, and I'm not sure what to do about them. So there's going to be new stuff. Just It's something we're going to have to accept, and maybe it makes sense once we actually get our hands on and play it. But the game, like they showed a, the the fight. Actually, you get to fight, you know, Reno pre right away. 
and a fight against uh, Rude as well. I'm not the same gamer I used to be a long time ago. I guess maybe that's why I prefer like turn-based battle. It's kind of slow where I can, I can get my hands into it. This looks like it's going to be a fairly, at least challenging at some points, uh, action role-playing game. There was a couple of times where, you know, Cloud is trying to hit Reno and he can't because he's, he's a quick character. So you're going to have to use different tactics um, in certain fights. I'm kind of looking forward to something like that. But at the same time, I know my gaming prowess isn't what it used to be. You know, I used to be able to play the Devil May Cries and, and, and games like that. And I, I can't do them as much as I used to. So I'm I'm a little apprehensive that the game might be challenging at times. and But I'm also very much uh, looking forward to it. There was... Oh, the... The very, the very last thing in the trailer, it 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 is a very touching, pretty cool moment. So they're showing off quite a few things, and uh, I really like the direction that this game is going. If you want to see that full fifteen minutes of gameplay, or if you would like to see the full trailer, of course, head over to the Facebook page and do yourself a favor and check that out. Your fever pitch will only go up higher and higher as we are. Uh, right at just a little bit under six months to go until we finally get our hands on this is going to be so much fun guys. Okay. One other tiny, tiny, um, Final Fantasy VII remake thing. And this has nothing to do with what it was, uh, before the show started, they put out an image. And of course I've got that linked for you as well. So, September the 7th, 1997, was when Final Fantasy VII first launched on uh, PlayStation North America. So to mark the 22nd anniversary of this, Square Enix uh, remade that iconic uh, image of Cloud and his buster sword looking up at the uh, Shinra Power Company headquarters, and they redid it with um, these modern graphics engine that they're using, and it is... It's awesome. There's no other way to put it. It is a spectacularly cool image. And I've got those kind of side-by-side side on the Facebook page. You can check them out. Very, very cool stuff. But Tokyo Game Show is not just about Final Fantasy VII Remake. We knew it was going to be a lot of it. But there are other games uh, there. And I don't know. Again, that's... I knew that was going to be the lead story, but I don't know where to go next. So let's just go to uh, Persona 5 Royal. That's another big, big game that will hopefully make it out before Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't know if we'll be playing it before or after, but it doesn't really matter. So there are a couple little things about it. We got Morgana's Report number 5, and it introduces some new daily activity as well as Velvet Room elements. So here's a quick summary of... That report. Players will be able to enjoy the daily lives of the Phantom Thieves through various events. In Persona 5 Royal, numerous events have been added, including school trips and going out with friends on vacation. New everyday events have also been added, so it looks like they're kind of just fleshing out more of the day-to-day activities. May make this game a little bit longer than uh, the original was. Uh, Nankano and 
Shimagawa have been added as new spots. You may be able to see new sides to your friends by visiting them. Additionally, you may be able to receive a phone call from the people you spend time with. This could be a chance to deepen your bonds with them. Confidant abilities have been updated to be even more advantageous and easier to use. The Velvet Room has seen various changes. You can create a more powerful persona by fusing when the fusion alarm goes off. This may increase stats or even alter skills. However, since the results can be unexpected, caution is advised. Uh, you can now use incense in the Velvet Room. Uh, you can train personas with an even higher level of freedom. Challenge Battle has also been added as extra new content. Uh, the twins can leave with the Velvet Room and go out with the protagonist as a special, uh, as a new special prison. Uh, Joker does have a Showtime ability, which seems to unlock near the end of the story. So there is a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, there is a video accompanying this that kind of details everything if you want to check that out. Persona 5 Royal is due out for PS4 on October 31st in Japan, spring 2020 in the West. I've got a link for that story. There's also, it breaks it down into just the daily life part videos as well as the Velvet Room videos as well. Uh, there was one other, maybe two other Persona 5. Oh yeah, the uh, opening movie was shown at Tokyo Game Show. The game will be playable as well. I've not seen any gameplay videos pop up for that just yet, but if you want to check out the opening movie, you can go ahead and do that, or if you want to wait until you get your hands on this game, <laughs> you're obviously more than welcome to do that as well. And there was a special edition um, announced for... Uh, for this of a PlayStation Four special edition, I actually see three of them. Um, now this is probably going to be in Japan only. Uh, I've not seen any word about a uh, Western release for these yet, but maybe, maybe we'll get those. So uh, these are going to be cost about forty five thousand yen. Then there are special PlayStation Four limited editions available in Glacier White. It includes a Persona Five Royal themed top cover, as well as a themed controller as well as the limited edition original sleeve and sony store exclusive five original postcards you can pre-order that through the link in the story that i've got there um there's also a limited edition that will be available in one terabyte and 500 gigabyte models so those are a little bit cheaper um that's just the regular model playstation so that's a little bit cheaper they've got the yen conversions on those but that is available in jet black or glacier glacier white as well and uh, you can actually order the just the controllers themselves as well, especially. So I'm not sure how that all works with uh, if that'll work in other countries besides Japan. So you might want to look into that if you're thinking about pre-ordering those. These will come out alongside the game on October 31st. And I will let you know if I hear anything about these coming to the Western. I've already got my PlayStation 4, so I wouldn't be picking up. Uh, one of those, but you never know. Maybe uh, maybe that controller would be pretty cool. So I don't know where to go next, so I'm kind of going to run through a few of these pretty quickly. But before that, let's take a quick little break 
and have a word from our sponsor be back with the rest of this Tokyo Game Show special podcast. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit more about some of the other games that we saw at TGS 2019. Uh, I'll just quickly mention this one about Project Secure Wars. They had a big uh, kind of blowout, but it's a lot of new trailers and information as far as that goes. And stuff, again, I'm not super familiar with, so I won't get into it. They introduced the Berlin Combat Review, a mysterious new character, and they had two new trailers. So if you guys want to get a little more in-depth with that one, head over to the Facebook page and you can check out that huge uh, story as far as uh, Project Secura Wars. Looks like it's shaping up to be a pretty cool-looking game. Um, We had a gameplay look at Sword Heart Online. Uh, I'm not sure how to say this, guys. Alization? (laughs) Lycoris? <laughs> That's my best guess at it. Um, there was new footage of that that debuted during the Famitsu X Dengeki live stream. There's also a short video. Um, it's in This game is in development for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. No release date has yet been announced, so you can check that out if you are a fan of the Sort Art Online series. We got news that Yokai Watch 4 is coming to PlayStation 4. Now, this is kind of significant because it is the first Yokai Watch game to appear on a Sony platform. Level 5 announced that Yokai Watch 4, we're looking up at the same sky, is coming to PlayStation 4. A release date was not announced, and further information will be released at a later date. There was a very brief. Uh, announcement trailer for that. The action RPG was first released on the Switch back on June 20th in Japan. Uh, kind of looks like a mix between Pokemon and um, Nino Kuni, which I guess you would expect with Level 5 developing it. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about this game. I've known that Level 5 developed this series, and obviously it's the fourth one, so. They've been doing it for a while, but we will have to see if that ends up coming west or not as well. Uh, we had a little bit more about the Monster Ranch report that's coming out in 2019 in Japan. Uh, Koi Tecmo released a debut trailer for Monster Rancher. It is coming out for Switch, iOS, and Android later this year in Japan. You can check out that trailer if you are a Monster Hunter Fanatic, the uh, accompanying graphic certainly looks like it was, uh, yeah, I'll call it a PlayStation game, the graphics from it, but there's a lot of people who like that and will be very interested in it as well. Uh, Harvest Moon Mad Dash is a puzzle game spinoff. It's due out uh, later in the fall. It got a new uh, trailer. is fast-paced farming, they say. So here's an overview of it. Its key features are fast-paced action, means quick decisions are key. Multiplayer madness requires communication to succeed. You can take on the farm, beach, underworld, and sky world levels. Use harvest sprite powers to unlock special support skills. They say go solo or take a few friends along with you for the frenzy. 
Mad Dash. Harvest Moon Mad Dash is due out for PlayStation 4 and Switch this fall in North America and Europe. And, of course, there is a accompanying trailer. So if you are a fan of Harvest Moon, and this sounds like a spinoff uh, that you are interested in, check it out. Uh, two things about Code Vein. We had a new trailer. This is called Successor of the Claw. It is a formidable feline foe powered by the magma coursing through its vein. So normally you fall in love with your, your toast, but this guy has freaking magma instead of blood. That's just crazy. They say, here's an overview of the boss from Bandai Namco. Powered by the magma coursing through its veins, the successor of the claw is a formidable feline foe not easily defeated. Brandishing an enormous blade and searing claws, it can pounce around the battlefield with terrifying agility, all while dishing out lightning-quick swipes and slashes. The successor of the claw's weapon mastery doesn't end there, as its powerful blazing surrogate can slice through the air and range for an attack from range. Revenants be warned, the successor of the clock can also unleash a devastating explosive lunge across the battlefield, leaving only a trail of scorching embers in its wake. Sounds just... Wow, that is a terrifying foe. That doesn't sound like it's going to be easy to defeat. Code Vein is due out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on September 27th. You can still play that demo right now. And uh, they did say... Where is this? Yeah, they're updating the demo. So uh, the Code Vein demo will now have the high-difficulty Town of Sacrifice stage, multiplayer mode, and the ability to bring customized character from the demo into the full game. That's pretty cool. They haven't said when this update is going to take place. I would have to imagine it would be pretty soon as the game comes out on the 27th. But I'm always a big fan of not only of demos, but the ability to either carry your saved progress or carry, like this has got your specialized character that you can carry over into into the game. You can put a lot of hours into these demos and uh, kind of feel like you've wasted your time if you've got to start all over and if you like it. So I like this uh, I like this idea quite a bit. We saw Monster... I'm sorry, not Monster Hunter. We saw Yee's 9 Monster Knox at TGS 2019. No big surprise there. We were kind of expecting that they would uh, bring this one out. There is a new video with about 12 minutes of new footage in it. And I can't really tell you a whole lot more than that other than I call it a quick uh, glance at it. The game is shaping up pretty nicely. Still no... Uh, no Western news about it. Maybe that'll trickle out uh, later after they do like a um, a presentation or something. But right now it's just showing the the gameplay uh, demo due out on September the twenty sixth in Japan. So not much longer until it comes out over there. And check that out. One other bit of Yeez Nine. We got news. Much to Hans's. Uh, chagrin that he's nine mobile which is a tentative title will be coming out to smartphones uh, it will launch in 2020 it is playable at the tokyo game show as well the he's nine mobile demo will feature a boss battle with Rakul, an original character that appears in the smartphone version she's an axe wielding uh, young girl at the age of 10 
who is called a, quote, spoiled crybaby bandit girl. <laughs> um, I saw a couple screenshots of this game. And just for the record, this is purely at a glance of a screenshot of a mobile game versus the gameplay that I saw of Yee's 9. The mobile game looks better. I don't know why that is, but Yee's 9 has has honestly not looked good ever. I I don't know why this game doesn't look good. Um it's coming out soon, so it's not like it's going to have all this development time to look better. And I know you're going to be like, "Oh, it's all about the gameplay, it's not about the looks." Well, and it can't look bad, guys. <laughs> like we're talking about PlayStation 4 games here that are running on a powerful system. The, I can't look at a mobile screen and think that this game looks better than a game I've got on my PS4. That thought process should not enter my mind. But I can't help but have that thought. And I hope it doesn't look like that once it's actually in your hands. And of course it's a mobile game, so there's going to be all that fun. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about mobile games after we get done all the news here in just a moment moving on uh we did get to see the kingdom hearts 3 dlc remind trailer for the game that's due out this winter the upcoming downloadable content will feature a familiar realm new boss battles in some of which players will be able to switch characters we've heard a little bit about that before a new form for sora to master a story where players will learn more about the members of organization 13 and more players will also be able to obtain keyblades by downloading a free update no uh, firm release date on it just that it's due out this winter and i've got that story link so you can check out that new trailer uh as well not super excited about about more kingdom hearts 3 as the original game kind of underwhelmed me not something i'm probably gonna be paying extra money for Rune Factory 4 Special Arch Rival Editions announced for the West. <laughs> so that's, is that archival? I guess that's archival edition, not arch rival. That would be a little weird. Is due out this winter in the West. Publisher Exceed and Marvelous Europe have announced a limited edition retail version of the game that will soon be available for pre-order at the Exceed Game Store and other participating retailers in North America and Europe for $59.99. A standard physical edition will be available at $39.99. Quote, the Room Factory 4 Special Archival Edition is a beautiful, uh, beautifully crafted collection, including an art book commemorating the work of the entire Room Factory series by character designer uh, Abo Osaka, as well as new illustrations for the premium box and art books, art book cover by the artist. Full contents include the physical copy of the game for the Switch, a 160-page art book, the official soundtrack CD containing 33 tracks from the original release, plus three new tracks, the Swimsuit Day DLC that adds the option to have characters appear in their swimsuits, and a premium custom box. Room Factory 4 Special is due out for Switch this winter in North America and Europe, so if you are a fan of this, 
you might want to plunk down. That's a it's a solid price for a special edition. I don't uh, I mean standard going for forty, special edition going for sixty. That's pretty fair. We got uh, news about Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remaster Edition. This will launch on PS4, Switch, and iOS and Android devices worldwide on January 23rd of 2020. In Japan, it will be available physically and digitally for PS4 and Switch for 4,800 yen. Uh, The mobile version will be 2,800 yen. There will be free demos uh, for those as well. The new features in the remastered edition include online multiplayer for up to four players, players across different platforms with the cross-play function, transfer save data across platforms with a cro- cross-progression function, added challenge new post-game dungeons and bosses, added new variant character skins for each tribe, added new items to equip, uh, some new theme songs, new recorded narration, and newly recorded character voices. So there is a trailer for that uh, upcoming game as well, but a firm release date of January 23rd. Um, this That's a worldwide release date, by the way. No staggered east and west. January 23rd, 2020 for the old GameCube Crystal Chronicles Final Fantasy game. Um, we did, uh, we got a brief, remember we talked last week about the fairy tale game from Koi Tecmo and developer Gust. It will use a command based battle system. We, uh, we learned that players will form a party from the popular mages that appear in the story. As for the story, players will be able to experience the story from the popular middle arc of the original manga. Fairy Tale is due out for PS4, Switch, and PC worldwide in 2020. And uh, in a few days, we'll learn a little bit more about that. So they're saying that on September 15th, there will be a um, a special panel about that. So I kind of think that's what we're going to get is we got these stories that came out before TGS. Everybody's playing the demos on the floor now, and then they'll have actual presentations going on from today the 12th all the way through the 15th. We'll learn a little bit more about it, get some more tidbits, people ask some questions, and uh, so we'll have a lot more to come in next week's podcast, hopefully. Uh, Square Enix was busy, of course, and we got news of uh, Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions that will will launch digitally for PlayStation 4, Switch, PC, via Steam, iOS, and Android on December the 3rd in the West. Here is an overview via Square Enix. The game is an enhanced version of the 2016 title Saga Scarlet Grace, originally released exclusively in Japan. Packed with a variety of improvements and ambitions, this version includes new and improved graphics, character voiceovers, two new characters not included in the game's initial release, and more Newcomers and longtime fans of the franchise can shape up their own destiny with one of four protagonists um, Erpina, Tara, Balmonot, and Leonard. Each hero has their own unique storyline, which allows players to enjoy four different adventures in one title. The game looks 
pretty cool. And we finally get it in the West on December the 3rd. Romancing Saga 3 will launch digitally for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PS Vita, PC, via Steam, and Windows 10, iOS, and Android on November 11th in the West. That is day and date with its Japanese release. I like to see that. It seems like we're getting a little bit more of that finally. Um, I completely understand when companies don't do this, but it's really cool when they decide to come out all at the same time. We've saw a couple screenshots from this game in the past couple months, so um, again, very much invoking the uh, Final Fantasy VI images. But here's an overview of this game. Romancing Saga 3 gives players the freedom to forge their own path, choosing to play through eight different narratives led by eight protagonists, each with their own motives and unique personalities. Developed by industry veterans, uh, this HD remaster will feature optimized graphics, a new dungeon called the Phantom Maze to explore, and a new Game Plus function. The upcoming remaster adds new storylines to the game, making it the perfect time for both new and veteran players to experience the Saga series. There's a new trailer and screenshots for this one as well. If you'd like to check it out, head on over to the Facebook page and you can do so. Uh, last news story that I want to talk about. Um, like I said, their Square Enix was certainly busy. We got a release date for Star Ocean First Departure R. And it again will be day and date in the West and in Japan. We'll launch digitally for PlayStation 4 and Switch on December the 5th. Developer Splitter Enix and developer Tri-Ace announced. And we even got prices. So um, this is actually, I think this was the same price as we saw the Star Ocean 4 remaster come out at. It's going to be $20.99 here in the West. And they've got $16.99 listed as the other prices. I believe that is euros. I'm not... I can't be certain. I'm sorry. Uh, pre-orders for the PlayStation 4 version will include a PlayStation 4 color commemorative theme and a digital mini soundtrack from the Star Ocean Live 2019 concert. Pre-orders are now available in the U.S. and the United Kingdom. Uh, originally released in the West on the PSP. Star Ocean First Departure R tells the story of a young swordsman, Roderick, and his companions who first set off on a journey to find a cure to a deadly disease, which then spirals into an adventure that spans across the sea of stars. This HD remaster includes uh, the following features and boosts the enhanced the experience. Full voiceover. Players can choose between the full voice cast from the PSP version of the game in either Japanese or English, or the newly recorded version, Featuring the voice cast from the original Super Famicom version in Japan, which was previously released in Japan only. There are new character illustrations. Players can opt for the original character illustrations utilized in Star Ocean First Departure, or brand new versions drawn um, from uh, the famous illustrator that also did the Star Ocean Last Hope images. There is a speed mode. Players can speed up movement to traverse the world more quickly. And adjusted game balance. The adjusted battle difficulty enabling players to enjoy more challenging combat, a signature quality of the Star Ocean series. So there's a launch trailer for that as well as some new accompanying issues. And I really like that price point. That sounds pretty fair. Something I will look to either pick up then or when it goes on sale at a later point in time. So that's all we have right now. 
from Tokyo Game Show. Like I said, maybe we'll get a few more bits of information and we can share them with you guys next week. Um, maybe a little light on content the next couple of weeks as I'm sure most of everything came out that was uh, going to come out at TGS and or at Gamescom. So might be a little while for anything big news-wise comes out, but there's also some big games coming out soon. So we'll have plenty of things to talk about. And I've got a few things on the back burner that uh, ideas for shows we can chat about. Uh, the one thing I want to talk about, uh, and I did finally, I didn't get a chance to check out Code Vein demo. I'm sorry, I need to do that. Because I got distracted um, two nights ago. The um, oh gosh, I've completely uh, caravan stories <laughs> completely popped out of my mind. Uh, that popped up on the PlayStation Four as a free download, and I went ahead and checked it out. It doesn't take too long to download, so yeah, I've got a pretty decent connection, so it didn't take that long. Uh, the First night, it had just come out, and I played it for a couple hours, and then I got to play a couple more hours last night. Initial impressions, I wasn't super impressed by it. Um, it looked a bit rough, and I I swear, when I played it last night, it looked better. <laughs> so I don't know if maybe like the full... It had to have a patch come out that kind of added some filters to it or, or upped up the graphical fidelity. I, I don't know, but I swear it looked better last night. Uh, gameplay is simplistic. It's still going to remind you of a mobile game. It has kind of all those features to it that you would find in a mobile game. It's a little more fleshed out, but... It is definitely like playing a mobile game on your PS4, but it's free, and it does have some fun type elements to it. If you're on the fence about it, check it out, because it's not going to hurt you any. You can always stop playing. I like it enough to play it a little bit more, I think, but I kind of want to just see what's going on. I've just got my caravan, so it is kind of fun. Um adding those things to it but okay so if you don't like mobile games don't play this because you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna make why am i playing a mobile game on ps4 if you do enjoy them and you would like to be able to play it on your ps4 it is kind of nice but it is kind of clunky too because it still has a lot of that user interface that you would find in a game i'm probably not selling this very well but I'm just trying to be honest with you guys at the same time. I've, that's always kind of been my mission here is just to be honest with you guys. But I, if I paid money for it, I would not be very happy. But I didn't. So it's not sent me back any. Let's put it that way. Anyway, I just wanted to give you my initial uh, thoughts about that one. Something to hold me over for a little while. That's all I got for episode 78 of the JRPG Report. Thank you guys so much for tuning in yet again this week. And uh, hopefully you are excited as I am and I didn't ruin too much Final Fantasy VII Remake. I mean, all that stuff is out there and you guys kind of turn here for that source. So hope you enjoyed all that. But we'll take it 
take a few days off and be back next week with another great JRPG Report podcast. My name is James Fisher. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, guys, get back out there and level up.